Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. The Campanile at UC Berkeley is hard to miss. It's 300 feet tall, it's loud, and on clear days, you can see the distinctive white spike all the way from San Francisco. For a few bucks, you can even take an elevator ride to the top for a supreme view. And rumor has it that on the ride up, you pass five floors of something strange. A hidden storehouse of dinosaur bones. This week on Vicarious, we'll find out what's inside Berkeley's Campanile, a.k.a. Sather Tower, a.k.a. that big pointy tower on UC Berkeley's campus. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Support for Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. All right. We wanted to find out what's inside Berkeley's Campanile. It turns out that word is Italian for bell tower. Science reporter Daniel Potter, he met our question asker. Hi, Kate. Hi. Are you Daniel? I am. It's good nice to, to meet you. you. Could I get you to introduce yourself, your name, and where we are? Sure. Um, so, hi, I'm Kate Groschner, and right now we are standing in front of the Campanile, uh, UC Berkeley's clock tower on campus. Kate's a PhD candidate, just a couple buildings over. I work on machine learning to analyze microscope images of nanoparticles. Kate heard a rumor from another student back when she was first touring campus around 2015. The same year, Berkeley celebrated the Campanile's 100th anniversary. A rumor that the tower is full of dinosaur fossils. 
Hi. Nice to meet you. So we met up with two fossil experts, Dr. Pat Holroyd. I'm in charge of the vertebrate collections at the University of California Museum of Paleontology. And Professor Leslie Lusco, integrative biology. <laughs> so what are the rumors you've heard about the bell tower? Um, basically that it's a huge store for dinosaur bones. It's always dinosaur bones. It's always dinosaur bones. <laughs> but it's actually better. Really? <laughs> dire wolves. <laughs> That's right, Game of Thrones fans. Dire wolves were real. One for each of the Stark children. The dire wolf is a sigil of your house. Dire wolves went extinct about 10,000 years ago. They're old, but nowhere near close to dinosaur levels of old. Probably not quite as scary and exciting as they have been made to be in like the Game of Thrones, but they were definitely bigger than, than wolves that are around today. Dire wolves used to roam California. More on them in a minute. There are also lots of other prehistoric bones in this bell tower. Bird bones, tiny shells, even parts of a big toothy swimming reptile called Hydrotherosaurus, which lived around the same time as the dinosaurs. But most of them are from more recent geologic times right here in California. The fossils that are here in the Campanile are primarily from the La Brea tar pits. Which listeners may know from the museum in Los Angeles, full of mammoths and saber-toothed cats. It's the spot where underground tar has been bubbling to the surface for thousands of years, sometimes trapping and preserving wildlife. The tar pits were a big interest for scientists in the early 1900s, not long before the Campanile was built. Berkeley paleontologists went and started hauling back curious bones from extinct horses and ground sloths. All of which had to be stored somewhere. But around this time, Holroyd says the paleontology department was relocated to a smaller building, just as the Campanile was being completed. And they said, what are we going to do with all our fossils? We need to have them here. They're active study. Could we use that space, that empty space inside the Campanile, to store the fossils? They wanted someplace close by for students and faculty. It worked out nicely. It turned out to be an ideal space to keep the fossils because there's not a lot else that could be housed there without significant renovations to the Campanile itself. It's kind of a spooky space. You wouldn't want your office in there. But fossils don't care. So. One other reason to store these old bones away from anyone's office? You will definitely notice that there is an aroma. They're from a tar pit. And they were cleaned using kerosene. The floors with bones, which are not open to the public, have the smell and low industrial lighting of an old garage. So we're headed towards the dire wolf floor, is that right? Yeah, let's go. So we're going to go to two. So we're standing in a very tall concrete room uh, with, you can see the basically the skeleton of the Campanile itself. All around are old wooden shelves featuring many, many large lumpy bones on them uh, of mammoths and uh, marine reptiles and whales. There are also old-timey wooden crates padded with hay and nailed shut like props from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And some boxes were packed using newspapers dating back to when a Roosevelt was in the White House. Kate, what sticks out to you? Oh my God, there's just everything here, like exactly like I imagined it, like giant bones. Like, I think it's that a femur, like, but it's like the size of my body. As it turns out, mammoth femurs are, well, mammoth. 
So are these tar pit fossils, the, the, the blacker ones? Yeah, these actually are tar pit fossils. So those are some bison jaws, giant bison, not, not the modern bison, but an extinct relative. And nearby, the aforementioned predator that hounded them. Uh, is that part of a skull? What is that? This is a dire wolf. Yep. And when it's that, that stained by the tar, kind of has that nice threatening, menacing feel, huh? How far back in time do you reckon? Um, they span, the oldest parts of the La Brea tar pits go back into the 30,000 years ago or right. further. There are dozens of skulls in this collection, and also fragments. But you won't find much in the way of actual dinosaurs in Berkeley's bell tower. Dinosaurs weren't being found and excavated at the time that we first started putting fossils into the Campanile. In fact, California's first dinosaur wasn't unearthed until some two decades later in the 1930s. And they're somewhat rare in California to begin with. A lot of what's now California was underwater when dinosaurs roamed the land. The bones in the Campanile tend to be more recent. Still, as Holroyd and Lesko showed me and Kate to the upper floors, we did encounter one other charming denizen. What, what are these skulls over here? This is a fossil camel. Uh, these are also, this is another fossil camel. Wait, friggin' camels lived in California? Right! It turns out the state has a long history with camels. There are even fossils found in Southern California of a tiny ur-camel from around 40 million years ago. Holroyd told us that one would have been pet-sized. Indeed. Squee. The skull of one of the first camels would be about the size of your hand. So it was a tiny animal, uh, but with very, very long legs. So it would maybe come up halfway up your leg. So maybe its head would be near your hip, but, uh, but just a very delicate, tiny animal. Much larger llama-like camels have turned up in the La Brea tar pits. When we got to the top of the Campanile, we could just make out San Francisco and Mount Tam through the fog. So what'd you think? Amazing. Um, the most like Indiana Jones I've ever felt. Shout out to dire wolves. It sounds like despite the lack of dinosaurs, it was still worth the trip. Oh yeah, Kate was not disappointed. No, not disappointed at all. Um, yeah, dinosaurs are great, but you know, all mammals are cool too. Pat really sold me on the camel actually. Yeah, I'm feeling the camel. Like, can I have a pet tiny camel? You know, Jurassic Park style? That would be cool. That would be cool. My dog would hate it. All right, that's it for Bay Curious this week. Daniel Potter, thanks for bringing us the story. I will never turn down a story about fossils. I know you won't. Thanks also to our question asker, Kate Groschner. You can vote on which question you'd like to see us answer next at baycurious.org. There are a few tickets left for Bay Curious Trivia Night in San Francisco on March 14th. If you've been thinking about it, this is probably your last chance to grab a ticket before they're gone. Scoop one up at baycurious.org. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Squee! Squee. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. 
Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, it's Olivia Allen Price, host of Bay Curious, the podcast. KQED Podcasts wants to thank listeners like you, whose support makes this podcast possible. If you want to help us continue to make great content, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. And thanks.